Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and today I'll be discussing an overview of biblical covenants with a couple guys out of Idaho. They're, they are uh, um, leading a congregation very successfully in Idaho, and we've had a relationship for many, many years, but I'd like to welcome into uh, my studio today uh, our guests, Senior Pastor David Snyder and Executive and Worship Pastor Brian Klein of 26.8. Hey guys, it's great to have you in this show today. We're going to be focusing on the framework of formation, um, how we are, are, are becoming fully human and being formed by the Spirit of God through Messiah and how that relates to covenants, how the covenants are a picture of that formation. And we're going to do an overview uh, in this show today and, and just want to encourage our audience to connect with this idea of who God is, who the Messiah is, and how we are brought into relationship with Him and formed by Him, by His Spirit, and how the covenants relate to that. So I'm glad to have you guys here. This is going to be a great, great show. And before we get started, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about yourselves. Uh, But before we go there, I anticipate we might do several shows. And so we'll just see how this goes, but um, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm going to start with Senior Pastor David Snyder. Just uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having us on the show. Glad to be here. Really excited about doing this with you. A uh, little bit about myself. Uh, pastor of Church in Meridian, Idaho called 268-268church.org. For those of you who'd like to go check it out. Uh, married to my wife for 29 years, six kids, and uh, God's just doing some great stuff in Idaho. We're glad to be part of his kingdom. Especially glad to be here out with you in Denver and looking forward to what the show is going to turn out like. That's great. And, and, and your church, just for our audience, is, is, is it a traditional church, uh, denominational church? How, how would you describe it? Our church is a messianic, charismatic church. And uh, so when people come in, they're going to see this blend of, of traditional Christian uh, theology as well as a mixture of Jewish practice and Jewish theology. It's a very dynamic, life-giving place to be. Great. Fantastic. All right. Pastor uh, Brian Klein. Hi, it's great to be here with you guys. A little bit about myself. I've been uh, here at 26.8 for about 12 years and I've been married coming up on on 12 years as as well in November. I've got three three kids, an eight-year-old boy, a six-year-old girl, and a two-year-old girl and uh, excited to be here with you today. It's going to be awesome. That's great. That's great. You know, the Messianic movement, it's a small movement. It's growing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's new uh, in terms of, uh, you know, track record. 
And uh, sometimes, you know, it can feel like you're a bit isolated in this movement. I mean, there's just not a lot of uh, Messianic congregations in any particular city, you know. And so right. sometimes it feels like, wow, yeah, what's going sure. on in, in, in greater Messianic Judaism? Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm super encouraged by you guys and, and, and spending the last couple of days with you guys. It's just been great, a, bit, a big encouragement to yeah. us. And we want to just share with our listeners, listen, this movement of Messianic Judaism, the Judaism of Messiah, is really, really beginning to build. And, and it just looks like it's on the verge of just yep. uh, exploding. Yeah. And I, yep. I know that's going to come through outreach. And we've never been real good at outreach in terms of the Messianic uh, uh, movement. I know there's been a lot of outreach to the Jewish people, but in terms of the Gentiles, no one's ever really kind of figured out what to do with the Gentiles. We are yeah. figuring that out, and that's part of Messianic Judaism, the Amen. Gentiles, right. the inclusion of the Gentiles. Right. And so super excited to have guys here that understand that and that are reaching out to the Gentiles, reaching out to the lost. Yeah. Amen. And that, uh, you know, it's to the Jew first, but also to the Gentiles. Let's not forget the Gentiles. Mm. <laughs> right. So uh, super excited, and so great to connect with you guys. So let's go ahead and just uh, jump into our show. I want our audience to keep in mind that our show is a midrash. It's not construed or to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on any particular subject. We're simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as ourselves. And we reserve the right to change our minds on our ideas as we grow in the <laughs> grace and knowledge yep. of Messiah. So it's a midrash. We're just we're just opening up to topics for discussion and giving perspectives. Perspectives, by and large, through a messianic uh, 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 view or a frame of reference. And so we hope you enjoy the show today. And again, uh, just welcoming our special guests, Senior Pastor David Snyder and Executive and Worship Pastor Brian Klein. So let's jump into uh, looking at the covenants that are found in, 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 the, in the Tanakh, the Torah, and then later developed in the rest of the scriptures. Let's talk about covenant and how that relates to form, formation, uh, to bringing us into a proper relationship with God and then changing us so that we become more godlike, or should I say more fully human. We are God mm-hmm. imagers right, in that right. sense. Exactly. So, so let's talk about that. Before we get into the covenant overview, though, Let's define a working definition of covenant. So who would like to jump in there? Covenant, it seems like uh, at the heart of covenant is relationship. So when we're thinking about covenant, we're thinking about relationship as God sees it. There are a variety of ways that covenants are unfolded in the scripture. Some of them contain similar elements as others. Some of them can contain distinctive elements, but nevertheless, all of them are about reorienting fallen humanity in the process of being restored to a proper relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So that really would provide us with, if you will, a a concept of, uh, it is most basic form of covenant. Right. So, so we're talking about how we have a relationship with God. Covenant is kind of code, uh, code for how to have a proper relationship with sure. God. Yeah. That right. God uses covenant to bring us into relationship. That we can't just have this willy-nilly informal relationship that we right. initiate right. on our terms. Right. right. So it sounds like covenant is really kind of defined by God. It's it's really, hey, I want to have a relationship with you, but yeah. it's on my terms. It's right. God's terms. Yeah. God's yeah. terms. And so we come into it. agreement with that. Yes. In order yes. to have a relationship with him. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
And, and we could say the covenant is is uh, kind of a central theme throughout the scriptures, uh, by and large originating in this idea that God, the creator of all things seen and unseen, desires, maybe has a need. I don't know if I can even say that, that God would have needs, but certainly a strong desire to have relationship sure. with yeah. us. Absolutely. He right. wants relationship yeah. with us. He wants relationship with you. If you're listening today, know that the creator of all things seen and unseen is concerned about you. Yeah. He wants relationship with you. Right. But it's on his terms, not yours. And so that's, that's some of the ideas behind covenant anymore or you want to expand yeah, on that. Sure. Well, I think the, the important component of covenant is that when God created the world, he was the initiator of creation. He breathed mm-hmm. life into existence. When Adam and Eve came into existence, they were in relationship with him, not because they chose to, but because that was the, in a sense, the only logical construct for their existence. There wasn't ever mm-hmm. a, an idea of, oh, I won't be in relationship with God or I will be in relationship with God. That was all that there was. So be- Because they were the created. Exactly. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So out of that, we get this idea that we were created for relationship with God out of his choosing. And as a result, when we're thinking about covenant, we're thinking about God's way of restoring the unhindered intimacy of Eden to us so that whatever's between us isn't between us anymore. Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. So you're you're suggesting the idea that Adam and Eve were created, and in that creative moment from the beginning, they were already in relationship exactly and and what did that relationship look like if we were to look back into that original relationship that which that's all they knew how would we describe that because obviously that relationship is what god wants with every exactly human right. being so what what Describe that. What would that look like? I think one of the things you see first off is is there's a connection to God in, where, uh, in which you can hear his voice. You're walking with him. It says he was walking in the cool of the garden. And there's this sense that there's nothing separating us. There's no confusion about, about what God's will is for Adam. He tells him, I want you to name all of these animals. Right. There's no yeah. confusion there, whereas I think now we live oftentimes, we're separated from God. We're wanting to be with him. And we often are confused about what he is saying and what he's asking of us and and really how to access mm-hmm. his voice and how to access right. what it means for him to be our creator, our yes. father, yes. the one who we look to to say, I don't know, I, I need something here. Can you help me? Uh, we're separated from that resource that we have in him. Okay, okay. so let's, 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 let's build on that. Yeah. So walking with God, um, talking with God. Yeah. Um, Describe more this idea of relationship. What is conversation? What is, uh, I mean, why, I mean, is, is conversation meaningful? What, what is the thrill and the excitement with conversing, for instance, with anyone? Well, it seems like from the flow of scripture, and then we get into uh, the interchange between Yeshua and his disciples uh, on the last uh the night right before he was crucified. Uh, 
that he says that he he is made us his friends and that friendship was the revelation of the father's heart. So obviously there was a thinking at that point and and looking back both at Eden and then looking forward into the the end of all things that this idea is that there's nothing between us so that everything in the father's heart we're able to receive and everything in we're in our heart we're able to give to him. That obviously was for the great end of spreading his glory throughout the creation. Right. Right. So, 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 and, and, and that, that's exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. wanting to get at is this idea that, that conversing is this mutual exchange of getting to know each other yeah. and that there's sizzle in the unknowing or in the mystery. The reason I dialogue with each of you for, yeah. for, right. Is because I'm trying to figure out a little bit more about who you are, what makes you tick, and how you view the world around you. Yeah, and I find that intriguing, and hopefully you find my perspective very yeah more exactly intriguing. no as intriguing I should say, but but yeah, but isn't that isn't that why we want to get to know? I mean, we converse because we want relationship, we want to know people, we want to share each other's experiences. Yeah. we have this value that's driven by empathy, which is a part of who we are. And so in that first relationship, in that original relationship, do you think the relationship was um, like we see in, uh, like we see in some religions, no names, please uh, master slave, you know, that's, that's the relationship that is cast in terms of uh, God and man, you know, master slave, or you have this idea like you've, posited friends, which is almost colleague level, pure, or the idea of parent child. You know, what sure. do you, what do you yeah. see mm-hmm. in Adam and Eve's relationship with God? Were, were they like, oh, he's king of the universe. He created all things. Or were they, you, were you think they were like bowing saying master, master, you know, right. you know, we're here to serve you. What, what relationship do you see initially that God initiates how does he relate to them initially in your estimation? Well, he seems to, um, from the very beginning, commission them to partner with him. Mm-hmm. There was an ambassadorial relationship that they uh, were given so that their relationship with God, his voice to them, his image in them was to be replicated in the world, obviously, first and foremost, by having children physically, but then, of course, culture making and all the things that would go along with extending the glory of God. So the the point of relationship wasn't some sort of just you know, emotional connection for the fulfillment of God. It was rather that God was imparting himself into creation as the creator, and then they would go out and do the work that he commissioned them to do. So there is a a very complex, multi-layered revelation of intimacy with God where it is king and and participants in his kingdom, father and sons and daughters, um, friend, uh, and and even in a sense the marital relationship in Genesis 2, even you have this yeah. marital component to right. it, yeah. so right. multiple layers of it, none of which exclude so, so, the other. So all relationship coming through different avenues Absolutely. and venues and conduits. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that is, and I think that is, that is so intriguing when you think about it. It is, it right. is uh, amazing and glorious in every aspect of that, every aspect. And, yeah. and that's what I love about um, the true and living God. Yeah. And that he relates on those levels. Uh, you know, this idea that we, he is master and we are slave is, is just almost not even seen in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some, you know, 
but, but, but it's never emphasized, you know, it's, it's always about relationship, the very things that drive us in our right. human yep. nature to connect sure. with each other. And it's right. just like, it's amazing. So, yeah. Can so, I add something? To yeah. That? I think, do, you know, one do. thing that I really appreciate about in the Genesis text is there's this sense of relationship with God that overflows into connection and right relationship with everything else that he's created. Right. And so you see this longing for Eve and she comes and there's this this intimate relationship we see they're both naked there's no shame present right. with them. They're relating rightly to the creation around them. And so I think one one key point of covenant with God is that when we're right relationship with him then we then that overflows into right relationship with everything right. else that right. he's created. Right. And that's something that we can't miss. So we can look and see where our relationships are off in our life. They're dis- right. they're distracting, they're disrupted, we're not connecting and that points us to the fact that there's something off in our relationship with the father with the creator. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And even even in the flow of the Genesis text, the whole point is a contrast between naked without shame and coverings, human coverings, even coverings from God. So we know that somehow there is this total and complete uncovering as uh, in relationship to God. That's what he's longing for. He wants right. he wants something genuine, transparent, totally real. Right, right. exactly. Yeah rather than masks and coverings and pseudo personality right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think that comes through clearly and powerfully and, and, and beautifully in the Genesis text. Um, you, you kind of mentioned some things about uh, going out and being God imagers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating because he says in Genesis one, and, and I'm going to read verse 26 through uh, 31. And then we'll just kind of like uh, kind of put a bow on this part of the, the show. But he says, um, it says here, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule, rule uh, this whole concept of, of co-ruling, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's sovereign, which means he's the king of all mm-hmm. things seen and unseen of all the realms. Right. Um, and he's saying, hey, I want you to be like Papa. I want you to be like me. And right. here is on a smaller scale, some things to do that are related to who I am and what I do. So he says, let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female created them. God said to them and God, I'm sorry, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every uh, living thing that moves on the earth. And I'm, I'm just going to stop short right there and just um, kind of let's summarize by way of midrash uh, what we're seeing here. And let me just step out and say, I think in, in my estimation that God makes us in his image. We become God imagers. We right. are yeah. right. We are we are fully human when we are relating fully to God. Right. Right. And it's it's when we come into his ways, his design, his instructions that we are truly the compassionate caregivers of the very creation right. that he mm-hmm. created. And, and to take that Eden, uh, which had been tamed and cultivated and to do that with the rest of the earth right. mm-hmm. was, was their mandate. And so even though covenant may not be explicitly stated in this passage, I think what we're seeing is covenant in relationship 
Mm-hmm. If sure. relationship is the outgrowth of covenant, then covenant is implied because there is relationship here. Sure. And there is a, a um, mandate to, 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 to go and be like our Father in heaven right and and to extend eden yep. throughout the earth not only of course to each other in all places at all times dealing with the human crisis of poverty and pain and misery and alienation but also in relationship to the earth itself right sure and right. how how we rule over it without raping and pillaging it in other words we do that in sure. a way that's compassionate with the animals and uh, with our environment in a way that's sustainable that is the design of God. So that that's kind of what I see in this passage. But open up to you guys as we kind of summarize this and bring it to a close. Well, I think there's a there's a multiplying effect of good. Right. When He created exactly. man, He said they were good. Yes. And it they were good because He had created them, and they were created in His image. Yes. And so it's not just a a sense of not raping and pillaging, but rather we're actually increasing the glory of God. We're increasing the goodness around us through what we do. We're, we're, we're creative beings because yes. we were created by a creative being. And so he's given us both that ability and um, the latitude to yeah. take that goodness and multiply it to the yeah. world around I, us. I really yeah. like that. I really like the concept of what I did is good. Now you guys go ahead and multiply that exponentially. Exactly. Exactly. That, right. That's that's powerful. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Pastor Dave. It's interesting that in the text in the fifth day, God says uh, to uh, a certain segment of creation, He says He blessed them and said, "Be fruitful and multiply." He says this again in verse twenty, uh, verse twenty-eight. And so the idea of blessing seems to be the impartation of good that has the capacity to multiply right. that good through right. fruitfulness. Yeah. And as a result, humanity is the bear, supposed to be the bearer of the image of God, <clears throat> which then is a container for the goodness of God multiplied across creation on all levels. Yes. And right. so, so this whole idea of the expanse or the, the, the expanse containing the glory of God. Well, space is waiting. All of creation is waiting to be filled with the glory yes. of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were commissioned to do. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Great. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap this show up. And uh, of course, you know, I, I, I knew from the beginning, we'd probably do multiple shows. And so I'm going to have you back and we're going to do some more shows and kind of, kind of follow through on this. And I think it's an exciting topic that's highly, highly relevant for believers everywhere, and even for unbelievers. It's, it's, it's powerful in every way. So that concludes our program for this week, and a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of, of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until, until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest 
a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.